Black. Hello, everyone. My name is Sierra Ayani, and I'm the founder of Black. Today is March 1st, and we're going to talk about navigating work as a creative. Um, we're going to be talking about managing emotions while making a living. That is pretty much the importance of navigating work as a creative. Um, tonight, I have with me the team, Malika, Alicia, and Khadija. These are my girls that I pretty much consult to when it comes to business decisions about Black. And I'll let them go ahead and introduce themselves. Up first, we have Malika. Hey, y'all. My name is Malika. I'm the owner of Mart by Mally, a writing company. I'm hailing from the Triad area of North Carolina and happy to be a contributor to Black. Um, next, we got Alicia. Hi, everyone. I'm Alicia Freeman. I am the founder and owner of The Freeman Project. I do marketing consulting as well as graphic design, and I am so happy to be working alongside Black. And lastly, we got Khadija. Hey, y'all. I'm Khadija, the founder of Katie Consults, where we feminize finances and help women comfortably navigate their financial life. And I'm excited to be working along with Black. All right, everyone. So these are the main people. These are the team. As you heard them saying, they have their own businesses. They have their own brands. We come together as creatives. I'm a writer. We come together as creatives to create Black, which is basically a business and art company to support Black artists and helping everyone develop their creativity and entrepreneurial skills. So... Tonight's topic, navigating work as a creative. Ladies, let's go ahead and chop this one up because all of us on the stage right now, we work our nine to fives. The first question I want to ask everyone is how do you manage your emotions while also building your brand? And any one of y'all can start. I'll go first. Um, I manage my emotions by really taking a break because my nine to five can be so stressful at times and sometimes it causes me to bring that stress over after the nine to five is over with and then I don't really have the mental space to sit down and create because it's like okay I need to take two hours because I've been like boggled down on my computer or boggled down in calls and I just didn't have that time to like disconnect and get my mind together so the way that I typically handle those emotions I take a walk. If it's not walking, I will actually sit down and I'll write um, or I'll confide in like some of the other creatives around me that I know like have to deal with some of the same things, but I talk about it. If I don't express myself in the emotions that I'm having from my nine to five that are flowing into my business, then I cause a disconnect in my business and I can't really focus. So no, nah, that's that's definitely important to take a break. And you said something important that I think a lot of people sleep on. 
talking to other creatives, you know, like if you don't take a break and you also don't share what you're going through with other creatives, then you can find yourself stuck in your own world, stuck in your own box. And that's really not healthy. Um, you got to be able to like clarify what you got going on up top and your nine to five world is completely different from your creative life. It's almost like you exist in two parallels. So you have to have very serious like identity on and off the clock, because even when you off the clock, you still on a clock. It's just not their clock per se. So with that being said, does anybody else on this stage have anything else they want to add to this that we're talking about right now? Currently, we're talking about like taking a break and, you know, conversing with other creatives to find that balance. Um, in the last few months, I've been trying to do that because unfortunately, it's not a lot of creatives around me. But um, like I said, in the last few months, I've been able to acquire more people that are like-minded and you know we've been able to grow and bounce ideas off of each other which is very important to me because I like to learn and when people can tell me new things I feel like that's a way of me getting out of the mindset of my nine to five I know I'm I'm out of that completely once I clock out you feel me yeah and that's the important part that you just said like bouncing off ideas like i know me and you we bounced off ideas when it came to like the children's books and like making it digital and making that whole thing like an experience like it's important that you got those people in your corner that's you know networking and talking and like helping you to grow as a creative and even if they're not around you you'd be surprised the kind of connections you can make from like afar um and like you said like when you clocking out from like your nine to five, now you on a whole nother world. Now you just want to escape. Like I remember when we first came up with the idea of the podcast, we was all laughing. We was talking about like feeling that excitement in our bodies. Like, yo, like we doing something like, so nah, that's definitely important. Um, does anybody else have anything else they want to add to it? I want to say something. What um. you <laughs> so I'm kind of feeling some type of way that I was left out of the initial, um, you know, the initial thought of the podcast, but it's all good. Anyways, the, um, for me, when it comes to emotions and work, I have learned that I have to leave my emotions at home and it sucks sometimes, but my work is based off black and white um, all the time. So sometimes into my emotions will get me in trouble. Um, but yeah, so I leave my emotions at home. I deal with stuff as it comes, and then when I get back home, it's business. I deal, I take my time to meditate, pray, do whatever I got to do, and then I hop on the computer and I get to work. But <clears throat> that might be a, you know, a flaw in itself, being disconnected, but I've just, I've mastered just taking my emotions out of my business and taking my emotions out of my work. Yo, Kati, like, honestly, this was a spur of the moment kind of thing. It won't even nothing. Oh, you ain't got to apologize, sis. Yo, I'm gonna apologize to you because the fact that you just came off like I feel some kind of way. Like, nah, hold on, let me clarify. This was definitely spur of the moment, and it was not intentional. Like, you know what? I'm not even about to ask Khadija. It won't even like that. Like, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Nah, Alicia, Malika, y'all please because I need this girl. To- yeah, it really was just spur of the moment, like. It was originally only supposed to be just like, a, I guess, a conversation within February. And then once we started talking, it got extended. And I promise you, as soon as the group chat was made, 
Sierra added you the same day or if not the next day. And we haven't even talked about anything in there. So just know that it's all love, sis. Like, we're not doing anything without you. Not without your expertise. (laughs) It's okay, y'all. It's okay. Because, like, we can't talk about this without money, right? Like, we legit. Okay. Period. And then I was was like, who's the best financial expert that I talked to? And then I was like, that Khadija, like. <laughs> you know what, Sierra? The fact that you even had to ask yourself that. I'm going to throw you away. I'm going to throw you away. Don't do that, bro, because Khadija. No, hold on. Before Khadija, it's my dad. Like, my dad is okay. so, like, money-oriented, too. So it was between her and my dad. Like, oh, you, you just going to put your dad on the podcast, sis? No, I wasn't going to put my dad on the podcast. <laughs> I love it here. <laughs> y'all, okay, hold on. I just want to say something. Like, do y'all hear how they manage their emotions? These are people that y'all buy your stuff from. Y'all hear how they manage themselves, yo? <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, we human at the end of the day. Right. But you know what? I really appreciate that, ladies, because guess what? Like, we're not about to run from how we feel. Like, <laughs> I will run my ass off. Like, I will yeah. run. Okay, soldier. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really agree with Khadija. Like, I, um, for the longest, like, like, just from how I grew up, I feel like I ran away from a lot of things instead of like instantly or not instantly like leaning into the experience mm. like I just ran away from it. it's like I wanted to have a business but I was running away from it because of the thoughts of what everybody else is going to be thinking about me and yeah. that's a whole nother emotional impact and it's just like okay once I got past the don't give a fuck stage of like these people sorry for <laughs> <me>. <laughs> but um once no, I got, got black this is black period we're gonna say what we gotta say I'm listening yeah once I got past that stage of not really caring and knowing what my purpose was in my business I mean like Khadija said like at some point you have to separate the emotions. And it's not so much of you having that disconnect. It's like, I value that statement because I sometimes don't know how to separate my emotions from my from regular nine to five, let alone my business because I do a lot of advocacy for foster and adopted youth. So it's just like, I'm always tied to some type of emotion on the back end of my business. So I wish I could learn how to disconnect just a little bit so that I don't, you know, cause myself like all the extra stress but I also don't want to put myself in a position where I'm running away from it again and not acknowledging it but do y'all feel like like I know in my situation me not acknowledging my emotions as much and concentrating on my goals has me feeling way happier versus when I used to always be like oh I feel like this now I'm this you know what I'm saying now it's more or less like did I get this done y'all don't judge me I'm eating chicken right now (laughs) It was not now it's more or less like, did I get this done in this time frame? And if I did, I'm like satisfied because I know that I'm gonna hit the next goal. So, like you said, it's not a disconnect per se, it's more or less like a focus. And then it's mm-hmm. different when you're creative because 
your your focus got to be on a whole nother level because now not only are you in tune with what's going on on your job, but you also super in tune with what's going on with you and your world and your business. That's a different level of responsibility. I I agree with that, but it, it's just a different emotion. Like it, fear is an emotion. So you went from fear to whatever, what's the emotion called? I don't freaking know right now, but you just went from another emotion. You got over the fear. You now you experiencing joy, happiness, and whatever else you're experiencing now that you're in your goals. So basically, you just tune. You, I mean, you you muted fear and you moved on. And sometimes it takes us a while to do that because we're we're trained. Our brains are trained to protect us from the unknown and anything that'll hurt or harm us. So we're trained to do. Our brain is already programmed to do that. And so we have to reprogram it to get over that. And so once you get over that, you start, you know, okay, I like it here. I'm hitting goals. Let me do it again. Because you like that feeling. Like, you feel good about yourself. So it's just another emotion you tap into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I completely agree. And your brain can't get enough of it because I'm always hitting goals. If y'all talk to me, y'all know I don't sleep. Like, <laughs> I'm working. Like, I love working. I'm working hard. <laughs> what time I be up, Alicia? <laughs> I swear you don't go to sleep. You probably be up at one, two o'clock in the morning. It's supposed to be in the bed hours before that. No, you be up at the crack of dawn. <laughs> It'd be like a Wednesday night, and I'd be up like <laughs> in the group message, like, "Yo, I got this idea." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl, stop texting me that late. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> she be like, "I know it's late, but." <laughs> No, she hit that. I know it's the weekend, so I'm not going to bother y'all. But I'm going to go on and have this four-minute conversation. Right. (laughs) Y'all not going to get me, yo. I know it's the weekend. (laughs) It just shows that you love what you do. You love what you do. Oh, my goodness. All right, y'all. But for real, like, let's get on the stats of working in a healthy job. Like, I ain't going to lie to y'all. I thought about this because I see older people all the time giving themselves, like, alcohol, you know, a whole bunch of stuff to compensate for that 40-hour work week where they basically do nothing. So... I want to know, like, what are the statistics? Do any of you ladies have, like, a clue as to, like, how it could look if you spend most of your life working eight hours a day doing something that you're not really that passionate about? Mm. Girl, I don't know. I don't have specific statistics, but I will say that I've watched people that have spent, like, 20 years of their life in a job that they say that they loved. But you can see the wear on their face um like they just seem like they have a bubble of stress around them and it's just like how if you love this job so much then why do you look miserable and I feel like I see that a lot in jobs where people are oh I'm going to retire from this because it's stable money um I know that I'll get some type of retirement other than social security it's like they're just in the motions so I feel like it really becomes an unhealthy job once you start just going with the flow of things. Like, I can't just go with the flow of things in my business. I have to stay uncomfortable because if I get too comfortable, then I'm not going to be of any true value to myself. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's all tied into that grind. Like, like everybody, like, 
like Sierra, I'm sorry to call you out, sis. But sis, all she do is work, right? And so you're gonna, <clears throat> if you ain't getting no sleep and you just up working your ass, ass off, you gonna look bad. You gonna look horrible. No matter how happy you are doing what you do, like your body needs that rest. Mm-hmm. I can slow you down, sis. I sleep great. <laughs> <laughs> like, God. But I think even if you're doing what you love, if you don't treat your body, if you don't, you know, be good to your body, it's no show. Like, you have to slow down. Take, you know, take t- breaks, rest, feed your body, whatever you got to do. I agree. I didn't realize how much, like, I know self-care was, I knew that self-care was important, but once I really started being 100% or, you know, focusing on being 100% in my business outside of my nine-to-five, um, I was like, goodness, if I would have just taken a few extra breaks or like a few 15 minutes here or something like that, like just to get my mind right and just woosah Alicia, I feel like yeah. my headspace would have been in such a different place. Or even if I would have taken that Sunday before to prepare for my work week to just focus on my self-care, I feel like my mental space just would have been completely different. And that's what I've been focusing on lately. Like, Self-care Saturday, self-care Sunday, like it's the whole self-care weekend for me because I know Agreed. that I need that going into my 40-hour week. Agree, agree. You gotta have it. You gotta have it. Otherwise, you're gonna burn out. Yeah. I'm trying to live as long as I can. Girl. I don't know about y'all, but I just be living it up. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> I ain't gonna see you. Do that, but get some rest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna get my sleep. I'm gonna get my sleep tonight. Don't even worry about it. I'm gonna get my sleep, but I be living. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm glad that y'all mentioned that. Like, just self care. Period. It doesn't matter whether you do what you love or you don't do what you love. Working toxically with your body is not good. It does catch up with you. Um, you do, you should have personal work boundaries, period. Like I know, even though I'm highly, highly productive, I have a lot of boundaries with myself. So, and I also use an app to like really track, like, all right, what's going on with me mentally? What's going on with me and my like productivity and my physicality? And it really helps me to stay grounded. Cause I ain't going to lie to y'all. I get caught up in like the wind, like I'd be gone and I have to tell myself like, all right, slow down a little bit. So even the most productive or unproductive person, y'all got to have boundaries. It don't matter who you are. Um, Because work period can take a lot out of you. Like even black, it it takes a lot out of me to like talk to different creatives, come up with content, all that stuff. Like it it takes a lot. Like, so I will say with that, you know, we talked before about this idea of quote unquote work. Um, Do y'all remember when we had this first conversation where we were just saying the difference between um, pretty much working and it's like fulfillment and then working just cause like we had like two different definitions of work. I want to hear what somebody got to say about that. Was that one of the conversations I was left out of? Yeah, it was when we first oh, had. Okay. So pretty much we were saying how like when you're on your nine to five, you pretty much like it's a form of like enslavement depending on what you do and then how that mental like disconnect and total of what you're doing it's the same thing we're basically saying right now but we were just saying it in regards to like code switching if that makes sense okay i get it but let me hop on the slave thing 
I feel like social media has made the nine to five feel like it's something that we should get away from. It's something that, that, you know, it's just slavery. But honestly, y'all, there's tools. Like, think about it this way. You're working for a successful company. I'm pretty sure all y'all work for, like, a successful company that made big numbers at that. It's tools and systems that they got in place that you can take and, like, implement into your business. Like, it's all about where your mind at. So if I go into my nine-to-five thinking, oh, I hate this shit. I don't want to be here. I'm a slave. Then I'm going to sit there and I'm going to feel like that. But if I go in there like, okay, I'm running a business. I need to take what they're doing. Like, I feel like a person at McDonald's or whatever they are they can be picking up any kind of skills and putting I mean, putting it back into that business, whether it's customer service or seeing how the, the lines work, like how the uh, assembly line works or something. Like, you don't have to always think of your 95. Like, it's just horrible. Like, you can take whatever they have to offer, bring it back to your personal life, bring it back to your business and implement. And then as you, you know, as you get better, as you advance, then you move on. You move on to another job until you can fully you know, set up your business where it can run without you. Because that's the whole point, like, of having a, a very successful business is that it can run whether you're there or not. And so I think we got to get out of the, the um, mind state that having a nine to five is just this horrible thing to have and that it's slavery. Like, it, it's not if you know how to use it. No, I mean, we just have to address the other side because there are a lot of people who do feel like that. I mean, we leverage our nine to fives. I mean, at the end of the day, we still got bills to pay. So, I mean, there are people, though, who do feel like, oh, my goodness, I don't want to work a nine to five. You know what I'm saying? So we got to address the other side. Um, so with that being said, we were going to share, like, personal work stories, like guard versus body. So, like, when was there ever a time in any job, whether it was your nine to five, your part time, whenever, when was the time when you had to consistently work from the, the lens of your guard and that kind of took a toll on your body or it kind of took a toll on your perspective of work, period? Um, I definitely had an issue when I was working in corporate America. Um, I had a terrible management system, terrible supervisor, always clocking me for the absolute wrong things. And um, my job performance was there. So I can never understand the extra question and all that. So to make a long story short, with all the nitpicking and micromanaging that I was receiving, I in turn got so stressed out, I developed an ulcer. And um, this ulcer made me lose about 15 pounds. And I'm already small, so I went from around 115 to 97 pounds. Nobody should be losing weight like that from their job environment. I didn't have any issues at the crib or anything. It was all stress related. Like I was literally getting asked why I was going to the bathroom. That's how bad it was. So, you know, I'm not gonna say everything was bad at that job because it wasn't, but it got really bad to the point where I wanted to leave. And I ended up quitting. Like I had FMLA, used all of that up and ended up quitting right after because I couldn't deal with that environment. A lot of people have felt the same way. They haven't developed ulcers per se, but they've been stressed out to the point where they've wanted to leave corporate America. And it's a shame because honestly, like uh, Khadijah was saying, you can gain skills and things from those jobs. And I did. I took classes while I was there and I think I used them to the point of no return. (laughs) They used me and I used them, but I would never, ever want to put myself in that position where even if I'm making good money, I'm over here getting stressed out over BS that is unnecessary. You feel me? 
if you're going to come at me, come at me because I'm not doing my job correctly, not because I'm going to the bathroom. No, <laughs> or doing norm, normal human activities. That That's where we got to draw the line and we got to figure out what's going on. Why are you clocking me like this? No, I will say that's, a, that's something on my job that had to change. Like, on my job, and I work at a doctor's office, and it just went corporate recently. Like, y'all been talking to me, we went corporate this month. But before this month, um, that was something that my job had an issue with. Like, you had to, and Khadija, you know I'm a soldier, so, like, as soon as I came home from training, I was drinking water, like, consistently around the clock because that's what my body was used to. And it was just this whole thing of like, oh, you have to hit the time clock every time you get up and you use the bathroom. And a lot of people were saying that like it was messing up their times and it was messing up their money. And it was messing up my times, too. And that was something that like when we did transition into our new building, we were like, yo, like the bathroom is right here now. We don't have to hit this time clock as much because like. I don't know why, but there's this mentality of like, oh, well, we need to know exactly where you are. And it is it, it's, it's not necessary. Like you said, Malika, it's a bodily, humanly function. You know what I'm saying? Like you can only use the bathroom but so many times in the day. Um, so I know for a fact that on my job alone, we had that issue, too. Definitely. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. That give me what's that movie, y'all, where that woman kept on going to the bathroom and the man kept on asking her where she was at? <laughs> Hidden figures. Hidden fit. No, it's a movie. She was like, I'm going to the bathroom. Yeah, it's a movie. Yes, yes. I really felt that. Like when I watched that movie, I felt it for real. <laughs> no, for I felt some type like of way me. when I watched that movie. For real, I'm gonna watch it tonight. It is <laughs> a really good movie. That's yeah. real, like, real, because, like, some of those issues that was back then really didn't just stop. Like, it's some small issues like that that still exist today. Like, you don't trust us to use the bathroom. Like, what are we What are we going to do? Like, we came here to work. Like, let me go pee. Like, it's just crazy. And so I, don't, I don't like I don't like to be micromanaged. I, yeah, I never me like either. to be micromanaged. Like, I know how to do my work. I don't need somebody over my shoulder watching me clocking me every time i'm stepping away from my desk like i don't have time for that as long as my yeah. numbers are showing because i work in corporate and i've had great managers since i've been with this organization but then i'm like right now in the brink of an experience and a manager one is i'm like rolling up to two different managers but one is like micromanaging me and then the other one is just like so laid back and it's kind of upsetting because the one that I see as like really laid back with me being African-American, I would really think that, you know, they would be more active with me because they're also African-American. <laughs> but the thing about it is this just not happening. And it's like, I have a micromanager, but I have no structure. I have mm. a micromanager and I have no direction, but I have all these asks of me. And I'm just like, let me step back and do what I typically do. Like, let me work the way that I normally work because you're putting unnecessary stress on me because that's what you like. Like you need to look at the collective of the team that you're working with to see how they work. And I feel like so many organizations, they get so caught up in the numbers and not really looking at the reality of the people that's bringing those dollars in to help you meet those numbers. Like we busting our ass out here. like, And you nitpicky about the small stuff. Like, like you said, you worry about me going to the bathroom. Y'all worry about me going to the cafeteria. Like I like to eat. If I need a snack, I need to get up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I need to be able to go get me a snack. 
Like, I'm doing my job. For real. Girl. Like, it's annoying. Like, I, I cannot be micromanaged. And it gives me anxiety. And I will I will shut down. And it's really bad. But I will literally shut down. And I almost give you the bare minimum. If you keep, like, boggling me, boggling me. I, I need you this. I need you. Like, no. It's simple stuff that you could do. But you're trying to put it off on me. Or you're just trying to see what I'm doing to see if I'm going to actually do what you asked me to do. Mm. I don't have time for that. I'm an adult. You I didn't get the job. <laughs> I didn't get the job just by listening to it. Mm-mm. I can't do it. Oh yeah, no, they don't try that with me now. Like I'm very vocal at my job, and like I, I think I told Sierra and uh, Malika this. My mom has always raised me to look, Alicia. Um, no matter what position they're in, at the end of the day, they're human and they put their pants on the same way that you do. If there is a conversation that you need to have because you're not understanding something or you're not liking how a manager is treating you. Be vocal about it. If they don't uh-huh. want to do anything about it, you pray about it. If God moves you to leave, leave. <laughs> like, no, I, I always have to pray about the situation because I can't. I can't be in those situations like that. Mm. Yeah, I had to speak up. <laughs> and then, like, this is real life. Like, this is why we were talking about managing your emotions because, like, that corporate America life. You know, you get off work and you like, yo, I'm a creative. I can disrobe all of what I was dealing with during the day. You see what I'm saying? Like yep. that's where this this whole conversation from emotions came from because we were talking about this reality of basic code switching nine to five and then coming home and now you can exist in your whole entire truth. You see what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah. And I did want to add to Khadija's point, and I think Malika agreed. I. Like, I I love my job, despite some of the things I might not agree with, because I don't think everything's going to be 100% at any corporate, any nine to five, any job whatsoever, McDonald's, Popeye's, anything. Like, it's not going to be gravy all the time. So it's just like, I love the challenges that I'm put up against because I see what's going on in the inside of these million dollar company, billion dollar companies. <laughs> and then I'm just like, okay, if. I could just, you know, restructure my brain around my business just by seeing how they did certain things or by learning from people in management on how they handle certain situations or just looking at the tools and resources that's presented to me that I might not have known because I wasn't a part of this organization. Like, I literally take that back and leverage it in my business because without those tools, some things that I do in the Freeman Project literally would not flow as smoothly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I honestly came to black when I was working because I just realized I've said, yo, you know, like if I because I see a lot of people how much passion they have for healthcare. And I'm I'm not gonna say I'm not as passionate, but I'm like, yo, like I'm looking at these doctors every day, these psychologists every day. I'm looking at, you know, these people who have MDs. PhDs, PsyDs, all kinds of Ds and all kind of letters behind their names. And I'm like, yo, like they love what they do. And they really help me to reflect like, you know what, what do I love more than anything else on this earth and it's art. And I was like, you know what, if I could become any kind of professional, I wanna be the kind of professional that is for the arts period. 
And that really helped me to put myself in perspective. So if it wasn't for me working in a doctor's office, I wouldn't be here on this podcast with y'all right now. And that is so true. Like your job, it is a whole entire life, not just a work experience, but it's a life experience. Like for the rest of my life, I could say I was working in a doctor's office and that is where I got a lot of my ideas for black. Like, yeah, that's true, Alicia. Does anybody else have any other thoughts? I think I'm good over here, unless you got some more questions for us. <laughs> I'm weak. Not the question. Trying to formulate a question in my head while I was asking you. Okay, so pretty much, like, what's your take point on, like, these entrepreneurial people in the long term? Um, it, I think I think when it comes to any entrepreneur, it's, it's all about what you do and how you make it. So, like, for me, I could honestly, I started my business in 2018 um, and I didn't see I didn't see money until 2020. Um, well, I seen money, but I seen more money in 2020. Um, but it, it's all about you and where you want to. And how far you want to take and how involved you want to be. I can say the, the one thing for my business and when I start seeing money is when I start showing up authentically, when I start showing up as, as myself. Um, so I think for anybody, if it's something you love and it's something you want to do, the, the, the I mean, the most rare gem is you. Like, there's, there's not another you. So there might be other doctors, but it's something special about you. It's something rare about you. I mean, there's a lot of artists, there's a lot of writers, but it's only one you. And I think you really have to just brand that, brand yourself. Like that, I, to me, that's the one key to success that a lot of people haven't figured out is just be yourself and do it your way. Um, but when it comes to finances, the money will come. I, I really believe the money will come. And so I feel like right now we in a world where everyone want to chase. But if you just do what you got to do, um, put yourself out there, put your business out there, the money will flow. Yeah, like I'm just asking that question for like people in general, because I know people are going to listen to this. And I know they're probably thinking like, wow, like they work these nine to fives and they get off work and they have their whole entire brands, businesses and stuff like that. And yeah. I know probably feeling inspired and they probably like, dang, like, can I make money doing this, too? And I just asked you that because, you know. I don't want people to feel like, oh, I can just do exactly what they're doing and then boom, the money going to come. You know what I'm saying? Because all of us have put time into what we do. Yeah, yeah. and But, you know, everybody's story is different. Um, somebody can start doing what I'm doing and they might figure out the key first and they might make their 100000 in six months. Like I see those stories all the time with somebody. I made my hundred k in six months. I, I made this in six months where it takes somebody else two years. So like. Life goes at, at the pace that you want it to go. So if you want to go in and you want to give it all you got, you want to, you know, open yourself up to the world, you know, do whatever you got to do. You know, the money might flow to you faster. The finance, you know, stuff might flow to you faster. But I feel like people got to realize that we all, own, you know, we all live in life at our own pace. So whether if I can do it in six months or if I can do it in two years, your time is your time. And it shouldn't be measured off what somebody else is doing. Yeah, that's good advice. That's good advice for the new creatives who are looking into, like, jumping into this world. Um, I just want to consider in this conversation because we are talking about, like, managing your emotions, right? So, like, if you're brand new to this lifestyle of, dang, like, I'm working every single day. I'm not really turning the profits I want to see. Um, how do I start my own brand, my own creative business? You know what I'm saying? The first thing that you have to realize is that it takes time and you have to figure really out, like, 
how you want to manage yourself in the process. Because we all, we just sat here and we told everyone who's listening about self-care. We talked to y'all tonight about the importance of self-care. And no matter what spectrum you're on, you could be as productive as I am and only sleep, live off of two, three hours every day almost. Or you could be, you know, the kind of person that requires a whole lot of sleep. It doesn't matter. But no matter what you do, when you jump into this whole, oh, I want to become an entrepreneur while I'm also working and I want to build on this brand and build on this business, you have to realize Number one, managing your emotions is very important. And it's also really important that you, you know, you stay tapped in with yourself, you know, pay attention. Like I said, I use the app. For those of you who want to download it, it's called Moleskin. It is on the App Store. Um, and this app is pretty good. I paid 20 that's for the whole year. And it pretty much helps me to keep up with, like, what I got going on as far as, like, my my tasks that I'm hitting, my goals. It even puts my productivity on a timeline so I can see my productivity going up and down. It even helps me look at like how much water I'm drinking, what I'm eating. It helps me take note of like what I got going on in my world as far as like a whole entire photo diary. And that's important to us because I mean, why would you not want to look back on yourself and be like, dang, this is what I was doing last month. And I got a picture to show what I was up to. So yeah. Um, so again, the app is called Moleskin for anyone who would like to download it. Um, y'all, Alicia and Malika. So when Sierra was talking, she was giving the um, what's the app name, Sierra? It's called Moleskin. I heard Sis say she paid twenty dollars, and I bust out laughing. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did pay twenty dollars for that app. What? What's funny? You for the whole year. <laughs> oh, 20 for the year. Okay, well, that's not bad. Yes. Okay, that's not bad. <laughs> exactly. That's I not bad. $20 for what? Don't do me. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I'm not talking. I know she... Bruh, you know what? I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to do it. What you agree to, Sierra? Do it. I'm not you. Because this is the same girl... You know what? I ain't even gonna do it. This is the same girl that we sent in videos talking about some. So how does bag look? Like, are you selling the bag or are you selling the finance tips? Which one, sis? Both, <laughs> both, sis. And let me let me drop let me drop because we leveling up. We leveling up. Period. <laughs> we buying bag and managing our money. I said, I said, Kanisha, like, is this the bag or the finance tips? Which one? Because right now you're selling the bag to me, like. It's okay because her finance tips got you the bag. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. Uh, but anyways, sorry. let me let me drop a gem real quick though. So for anybody who uh, want to get on Zoom or need Zoom and you listening, if you got A1 credit and your credit is good, um, if you go get American Express, they'll pay for your Zoom fee. So it's like you ain't even paying. They'll pay for it. Um, they they pay for a lot of business things. Like they credit me thirty dollars for PayPal. Um, my PayPal services. So if you like American Express and you know your credit is there and you can get an American Express card, um, you know, all those Zoom fees, you could. The scammers on this thing, bro. They going to look, the more they listen, they're going to be setting y'all up for real with these with these tips. Y'all better listen out for real. They scamming low key. Who's scamming? Who's scamming? Nah, they're not scamming, y'all. I just know. <laughs> we are leveraging our credit. That's what we're doing. <laughs> My credit still got to get there, though. <laughs> yeah, we are yeah, leveraging so our credit. What did you say, Malika? 
I said it's a work in progress. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. The education is with yeah, you. Yeah, we we getting it. Yeah. I'm claiming it. Tiny is in the sky miles though, and I go to the lounges. Period. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I said. Level up, sis. Period. We all leveling. 2021. <laughs> and if you pay, and if you pay for, well, if you have an American Express and you fly a lot or you travel for your business. They'll period. pay for TSA. They'll pay for TSA pre-check. Yeah, I smell that. Do y'all? Period. I said, do y'all smell that? What is it, Shay? What you see? Oh, I see. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ahead and say that typically we would have a guest star come onto the show and pretty much talk with us and give us their outside point of view. Again, this is black, this is the team. Um, we're just giving you the point of view from like us because it's what we do all the time, but we don't have any guest stars on this particular show. We're looking to have guest stars maybe on the next and upcoming shows. Um, also, we are about to begin having a Q&A session pretty much where we look at questions that come into the DMs, that come into the Facebook group, any kind of questions that you all may be wondering, and we will be answering them in the next show. So if you have a specific question, you can DM any one of us right here, right now, or you can basically take your question and add it to the Facebook group, which I don't mind providing a link to. Take it, add it to the Facebook group, and we will definitely read it and we will figure out, you know, if it's something that we want to elaborate more on in the next show and we'll answer you. Um, we don't really have any advertisements tonight because this is our very, very first episode. So we're going to advertise ourselves because you should want to get to know more of us after you heard our entire conversation. So I will be the first to go and then I'll let the ladies go as they see fit. So my name is Sierra Ayani. I am a writer. Um, currently, I have Class of 2045 out. I have Sandy, which is the first novel of the Sandy Walker series. And I have published my digital release, Plant City, which features artwork from artists that I have networked and I talked to inside of my novel, my, well, it's a novella. So make sure you go to theblackcollective.com and get you a read. If you purchase any read, that's 50% off of a long sleeve t-shirt. Um, and if you refer a friend to any writing service, that's 25% off for a writing service. So if you would like for me to sit down and help you with your writing, skills or a resume or anything you need help with, go on the blackcollective.com and, you know, book, request to book a service. Uh, with that being said, that's me. I am a writer and I decided to found Black for Black artists, specifically young entrepreneurs, young Black entrepreneurs in their 20s. And I'll let the ladies go ahead and introduce and advertise their business. Okay, I'll go ahead. All right. Um, I'm Malika again. And my company is Marked by Mally. It's a writing company, and I can handle all your writing needs in addition to Sierra. <laughs> um, I specialize in creating content for small businesses and individuals. So if you have a business and you need blogs written, I can handle that for you. Or you haven't even started your website, you need an About Me page, I do that as well. 
If you need a resume created or built, I can do that for you. Um, I also write poetry. That's, I love to write poetry. I'm working on an anthology, so be on the lookout. And that's it. <laughs> All right, so I'll go ahead and go. Um, again, this is Alicia. I am the owner and creator of the Freeman Project. And what I do with the Freeman Project, I do marketing consulting, um, but I like to create a lot of things. So if you're in need of business cards, thank you cards, um, let's see, die cut stickers, because I really love to make die cut stickers. <laughs> uh, let's see. I just really enjoy, oh, and product labels, product labels. So if you're a, a company that creates products and you need labeling done, you can reach out to TFP, the Freeman Project. Follow us on Instagram. It's the same on Facebook. Um, website is loading. But I love what I do with the Freeman Project because a lot of it um, is for foster and adoption advocacy. So that was part of my life. It is my life, actually. And I like to be able to create a platform to be that voice and to be that example for the youth that are going through the system who, or who have already experienced the system and feel like they can't be greater than what the odds were that were set against them. So that's what I do at the Freeman Project. It's on me. It's on me. Um, my name's Khadija, I'm the founder of Katie Consults. As I told y'all before, we feminize finances and I help women comfortably navigate through their financial life. Um, I coach on credit education, credit repair, credit building. Um, we develop budgets, debt, debt elimination plans, saving and investment strategies. And every month we host a girls night in where we just talk about the everyday life of being a woman and, you know, just making it through our finances and asking each other financial questions and leaning on one another. So if you're looking for a sisterhood where you can discuss real estate, men, you know, just life, um, you should definitely tap in with us. And so you can follow me at Katie Tiandra. Um, I almost forgot, but you can follow me at Katie Tiandra. And yeah, I look forward to seeing y'all. So you all heard the team, you heard the ladies, I love them, I get on their nerves, I, I text their phones, and I do have other things to do. So with that being said, we about to get about this. Ladies, thank y'all so much for communicating and conversing and having a nice long talk. Um, y'all stay tuned for April 1st because we're going to have another one. Hopefully we get flooded with questions and we get somebody up here to guest star with us. <laughs> talk about that. This is the outro. Hold on. This is the outro. <laughs> I'm exactly what I need. I need that gamble. Shit. Think about all of the money that I could be getting right now. Wish I'm up. Tell me what you do when I told you I only got time for these bitches I count. I only come through for the guarantee. Yeah, right on time, exactly what I need. I need that gun from Swanee.